Well, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you can hear me. Try to keep this on my chin the way uh, I noticed Fabian does this really well. Thank you, brother. All right. Well, the um, my topic, my title, cares of this world. Um, it's probably been talked about off and on for many years. Not a not a new topic or a new thing, but um, I don't know. I think maybe some of this. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. I struggled like crazy to what was I going to teach this week. Um, I had no clue. I had you know nothing was working because I was too caught up in the cares of this world. <laughs> to be really honest, uh, with work. And I guess that's what brought me to this this topic. Um, and I was trying to think, where was I going to start? I'm going to, I think I'm going to just start with this first verse uh, from Matthew. Of course, this is the parable of the sower, and everybody's read it. Um, of course, it shows up in Mark and Luke as well. But uh, let's just start there. Yet hath he not root in himself, but, dur but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. And he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Um, you know, the cares of this world. I, I was just thinking a while ago as I... As I was trying to get my head together, my thoughts, and thinking about, you know, I wrote a lot of things down yesterday as I was, you know, thinking about this and contemplating and looking at the verses and what this word means in the Greek, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. But, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, I'm, I was just overwhelmed with cares of this world while I was sitting in there because it's like I can't. I can't ever escape it. Yeah, take these glasses. I can't seem to. It's so difficult, and, I, and that's really, why, I think, why I, I chose this topic. And I'm sure, I don't think I'm the only person in this room that goes through this. I don't know. You I are. may be. But <laughs> I... I uh, well, and I know we all have plenty of cares. You know, I was thinking about, the, well, this word care, the, the word care or cares, I mean, it only comes up six times in the, the New Testament. Uh, I'm not. I can't even really say the word. Merimna, huh? Merimna, something like that. You know, it, it's uh, through the idea of distraction, uh, solicitude, or care. But the root and the, the root of it is meros, and it was. You know, if you look at the de definitions there, it's uh, disunite, differ, uh, divide. And so, you know, this word, you know, care, cares, is, it kind of divides your attention, right? It kind of divides. I mean, we all think of I care about, you know, my family. I care about people. I care about different things. And that's, you know, it's great. We want to care, and we want to take care of things. But I just looked at, the, when I found this word and looked at it, that, that it's, 
It was the idea of distraction. And I know in this verse, it's talking about the cares of this world distracting us, dividing our attention, taking us, keeping our eyes off of God and pulling them into all the other things around us that we're trying to solve and, and deal with and, and overcome with, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, family problems, work problems, just things in general. Um, and I... Um, Car problems. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even going there. I mean, uh, uh, but yeah. I'm, uh, well, yeah, I have, a, I have a car problem right now. My, my truck lights. I, uh, I sold my car. I don't know if anybody... I sold my car, so now all I have is my pickup. And I'm redoing the inside of my pickup, and now my, my park lights won't come on. Or my tail lights. So I can't drive it at night. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just one thing after another. It's the way I feel like it is every day. Um, and, I, and I know I've... Uh, I've, prob- I've talked about this. I mean, even my, you know, I've talked about my in prior my prior opportunities to teach. <laughs> um, you know, just my work life is it's it's a daily something something I you know to deal with. Um, but um, you know, it's, it's I'm try to go back to my get my thoughts together here. You know, but it's it's hard to go a minute without thinking of something that requires some kind of attention. You know, and and, and we have to deal with that. That's that's life. That's life on this earth. That's life as we in the physical. We have to deal with day to day things. You know, whether it's in teaching and class or you've got something. You know, you you've got to put your attention on. But you know, I think you know. But the but the word and then the message from. The message here is that we can't let those things completely divide our attention and pull us away from our focus on God because it's so easy to let them overwhelm us. Because I, I, it does me. It constantly, it's, I get overwhelmed. I, I mean, like I say, I was sitting in there and I was already, I had, you know, all kinds of things going through my head. I got to go see, you know, see my mom and try to help her with things. And I got to deal with this problem with the truck, and then I've got work tomorrow, and then I'm going to be stressed there, and then, you know, uh, just things, just things, and I, even things that are two months out, I'm already worked up, and, you know, I come, I come up here yesterday, we come in on Saturday mornings, we always, you know, get here early and come for prayer, and it's a challenge for me to get focused, because I, I got so many things, I've got an agenda for the day of all the Hopefully, things list of things that I hope I can get accomplished, but um, and I don't because there's usually a list is too long. Um, I'm glad you recognize uh, I'm I'm oh I'm extremely optimistic about what I can get done, and then there's always the problems that occur in the middle of those things that then make it an hour task turns into a three hour task. But um, just like the problem with the truck, which I thought I was all done, and now the lights don't. Some of the lights don't work, but anyway. Um, but you know, these just these things that distract us, um, and, and you know, it, it, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's the enemy, but we let these things. I let these things occupy my mind completely, 
you know, and I, and I referenced the verse here, and, and, you know, we've known this for, I mean, I remember I used to say this verse constantly, um, cast down the imaginations and, very, and every high thing that exalts, it exalted, oh man, I've got to slow down because I can't even talk. <laughs> exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, continually trying to remind myself of that so I can bring myself back and try to shut down all those other things that are just totally overwhelming my mind and, and, trying to, and keeping my focus away, keeping, you know, dividing it or actually totally distracting it because it's just like, I got to solve these things. I got to deal with this. I got, you know, there's just something all the time. Um, so I hope this topic was, is going to mean something. I hope there's a, re you know, there's a reason the Lord wanted me to focus on this, and probably for my own well-being. Um, but hopefully it's <laughs> uh, some value for others. Um, you know, and it's like, uh, have you guys, I don't know if everybody hears, have uh like the Die Hard movies, Bruce Willis Die Hard movies. And there's the, the fourth one he did was Live Free or Die Hard, where he's uh, trying to get this guy. And there's, you know, anyway, I won't go into the storyline, but um, if you've seen it, you know it. And, and there's a part in the movie where uh, the, the, the young guy, Justin Long, is, uh, Bruce, he says, why, why are you doing this? You know, why are you doing it? He says, well, somebody's got to do it. And he's like, oh, so you're just, you're that guy. And, uh. Are you that guy, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always. I'm having a, a Fabian moment. <laughs> I was thinking about him last Sunday. Which is also kind of, I think, what brought me to. Somehow, that's how I came around to probably working on this. But it, I don't know. It's funny because it's, sometimes I just feel like I'm I'm that guy or something, or that I I uh, uh, need to be that guy. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but um, I, you know, I want to be the 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 one that that can always depend on. Uh, it's always going to show up. Who's always going to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. And uh, I don't know. That's um, <clears throat> I don't even know why I went there. But I, same thing happened to me yesterday when I thought about this. <laughs> I got kind of uh, emotional. Um, but you know that that kind of thing too just is is a distraction um, because it takes it's taking my focus off off the things that are more important and worrying about all these other little things that I just think I have to do because I have to be that that guy. Um, hey brother. Yes. Can I share real quick? Yeah. Cool. Yes, please. <coughs> so um, I'm. I'm reminded of this passage <coughs> in Luke where um, you know this uh, this ruler comes to Jesus and says you know what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom and you know 
Jesus goes through the commandments and says, you know, don't commit adultery, um, don't kill, don't steal, don't bear false witness, etc. And so the the young ruler says, well, I've, I've done all this, you know, since I was a kid. And so Jesus says to him that you really, there's one thing that you lack, and that is you really should sell everything you Take that money, give it to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. And so we all know that when he heard that, he was sad because he says that he was very rich. He had a lot of stuff, lots of things to occupy his, his time and his mind and make him, you know, in the world feel good. Yeah. You know, Jesus then um, saw that he was sad, and that's when he said it's, it's hard for people who have riches to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And um, you know, it, it's and then I'm I'm also, you know, when I think of that story, then I think about, you know, Mary and Martha. Um, and I always forget if it was Mary or Martha that was troubled because her sister. Oh, it was, it was Martha. Martha. Martha was troubled because her sister wasn't there helping her mm-hmm. <laughs> with all the stuff the goings on, being there for everybody. And Jesus said, you know, you're really, you know, she's really seeking the things that are, that are good. And I think for all of us, because like you, I tend to want to be that one that's there to take care of and provide and, you know, be what everybody needs me to be in terms of family and stuff. And um, that's good. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're the, the men of the house. I mean, we should take care of our, our household. But at the same time, there's a, you know, there's this balance between, you know, putting so much stress on ourselves to do that that we forget that what we really need <coughs> is to be at ease. You know, and that it's, it's, it's hard because we, you know, we're, we're in the world, we're not of the world. Like Mark said, he's not even in the world. But, um, you know, it's, it's a balancing act. And he's otherworldly. <laughs> you know, so, I, I mean, this is something that, that you struggle with, and I, mean, I know I've struggled with it, and I think it's a matter, and it's not, a, it's not simply a matter of, because it's not simple, but it is a matter of, you know, remembering, yes, we need to, to do our duty here on this earth to those that the Lord's entrusted us to, but um, you know, our ultimate duty is to be at His feet. Right. And right. It's, 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 it's tough, man. You know, if you think back, you look at our day-to-day lives are filled with everything. If you think back when we went to Uganda, those people didn't even have a pot to piss in, but they were all smiley and happy and they had nothing. Right. Yeah. But they were True. burning pot. Yeah, they oh, were burning yeah. pot. smell <laughs> <laughs> That's why they were so happy. That's why they were happy. <laughs> and they all had perfect teeth. What should I do to this pot? Yeah. I'll burn it. I mean, we burn it. We'll do the other things without it. And they all had perfect teeth. <laughs> What's up with that? I don't know. <laughs> they don't have a dentist, but they have perfect teeth. Yeah, that's that's just not right. Must be that pot they're burning. <laughs> Maybe we should try that. I'm ready. You know, but they didn't have the the stresses that 
of all the trappings that we have here. You know, we yeah. create all this stress and nonsense on ourselves. It's true. It's true. I, you know, it, and that's a really good point <laughs> because it, it, yeah, it reminds me of something, you know, because, again, my, in my job, my business, you know, over the last 15 years, um, we started outsourcing. And, you know, it's a, that's a big thing now in the IT world is you outsource it to India or South America. We were using Argentina and Brazil. Um, but, you know, and I think that some companies even go to China now. But uh, their work ethic's different. And one thing that really struck us, well, it was difficult for us as Americans. Um, we had a team in Argentina. And... They, they mandatorily take a month of vacation every year. And that's just like a, a country or state rule. You have to take off X amount of time from work. And, uh, you know, we're here, we're just, our work ethic is, well, you don't take more than a week off at a time. And you, you know, you just take all this responsibility and you got to make sure it's all getting done. And, you know, I, I can recall a, an instance several years ago when a, a lady that we had working on a, on a project as part of the, our team, my, my team, and she was about to take a month off of vacation. And we were in the middle of in, in an important phase of the project with all this code development going on, and she's one of the key people who's supposed to be coding everything, and she's about to take off the entire, almost the whole t coding phase. And I just, I had a complete fit with the, the project leader or the liaison that I had to work with at the time. I was still a Sprint employee. I wasn't, wasn't a contractor like I am now, where now it's my responsibility. But I, I, I really got upset with her. And like, you can't let her take off a whole month right now in the middle of this work. That's her responsibility. And of course, they made adjustments. But it's just the work ethic and the whole thought was, ah, no big deal. You know, this is my time I'm taking off. And, and not really feeling responsible. Whereas, you know, me, I would be going, see I, that's going on I can't take off during that time I'll have to do it over here you know and kind of adjusting everything I do to fit the project and schedule and to, to be able to get the work done and but it was just a complete different and in, in fact that many times they were uh, they were told even by their management like well let's let the sprint people deal with that you just do your little thing and don't worry about it, and it just a real different work ethic and um, so yeah, we 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 just the American. I think it's just the American way of our our, our uh, work ethic, and just how we tend to do things, and uh, don't take long vacations, whereas they do to really relax and unwind and completely uh, disconnect from the work. So you are, you keep yourself healthy, mind, body, and you know everything else. And uh, for us, it's we're just, it's just always, we're always like, like a light switch, it's always on. There's never much of an off very often. And I know for, for me, you know, that's, I woke up this morning, I've got to teach today, but then I'm thinking about tomorrow at work, and I'm thinking about this or that, and you know, and, uh, I've got to go get wood, because I've got to build a new table here soon. And you know, just all these things are like building up in my head already. I need to be thinking about, I'm just teaching today. That's, that should be my complete focus. But it wasn't. It was, <laughs> I had a million things going on. Um, it's got, it's in the verse that comes up that 
very challenging. But then he takes it a step further and he says, speak directly to what you're saying here. Take no thought for tomorrow. Okay. For tomorrow, yeah. it's going to take it's going to take care of itself. Just focus it is coming. On, it's going to be right. Good. I mean, it's coming regardless. So <laughs> we don't need to worry about it. And it, it, I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. And, and and we're not even really. We're just talking about the human factor here. Just us. We're not even talking about the, the spiritual factor where the enemy rides in on that and makes it a lot worse on us. Um, so it, 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 we just need to seek first the kingdom, man. If we do that, we're gonna we're gonna have His peace inside us. Um, yeah, there's gonna be warfare, but I mean, He'll He'll take care of everything we need. And it's just we're what's interesting is yeah. that we know that that when Adam and Eve sinned. You know, basically it said man will toil and there will be, and I, I think that that part of the iniquity or the burden that was given at that time was this sense of responsibility that man had to take care of, you know, providing for himself and his family. And it's, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a curse, but it's it's part of what man has to overcome in order to become a, a, a subservient being to God and to recognize that you're trusted in him. And you don't just have the walk in the garden like you had before all that stuff went down. I mean, you have to, you know, almost, it has to be an act of your will to submit how God wants you to um, take that burden, really, and lay it down at his feet. Because even though all the responsibilities remain, it, you know, you still have to work. There's no way around that. Mm -hmm. You still have whatever responsibilities you've agreed to here at the <coughs> church, and you still have... You know, whatever things are, they all still exist, but it is the approach that you take with those things. And I know this is, see, the thing is, women don't have that same, don't have that same, so I cannot relate to you in that, you know, I, I, because I don't feel that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I, I can be, a, you know, I'm an individual as well with my own personality and stuff, but. I mean, I just take one task at a time. It's just, this is what I can do, this is what I'm doing, and I hit it, and I hit it hard, and I get it done, but then I can be the laziest person on the planet at the same time. <laughs> but here's my example. Cleaning has always been a big thing for me. And it's been not just cleaning, but just perfection. I mean, really cleaning. And the last 10 years or so, after, of course, after the kids were gone, this really became more easy, but I don't clean to make things perfect. I just clean to make it better. And I actually say that to myself. I, I say, well, it's not perfect, but it's better. And so every time I do that, it releases me from a, 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 a burden that is not something I, it's like a care of the world. You're taking on something that's beyond what you really need to be doing. You're just, you know what I mean? You are very responsible. So you, you just have to find a way to release yourself from the burden you're putting on yourself for all the things you're doing. You're going to get it done. Yeah. Tammy? You have been involved with Prophetic Presbytery for a very long time, <clears throat> but in your secular job as well as your church job, you have become very busy because of all of the things that we have stepped into, which is mighty. But I always felt it was very important that you stay involved with us and to always grow that prophetic gifting in you. And I approached you this last time <clears throat> about it and I knew that you were very busy we had a nice discussion about it and you said alright 
because you were telling me about all the things you had to do, not only at church, but in your job. And I understand that. But I was pressing you, and, um, and I heard you, and you said, okay, I'll do it on Friday. And I said, thank you, that would be great. And as you know, sure enough, you were there on Friday. Just I knew I could count on you. You're that kind of a person. But you were having difficulty trying to connect, as you recall. We could hear you, but you couldn't hear us. And you tried and you tried, and I could tell that, you know, it was frustrating you. And I, and I didn't want you to be frustrated. So, obviously, we were all praying, and we got that resolved. You went down to the basement. It all worked. Prior to having Prophetic Presbytery this time, we had that time of prayer on the platform. And, of course, you were busy trying to shut down everything upstairs and you scurried up to the front and you started praying. <laughs> and you were saying how you didn't have focus. Well, God knows your heart. And he gave you uh, very sharp discernment and you wrote out this paragraph, you handed it over to me and I'm at the house and I was feeling a little pressure this time because it was <coughs> late. We did this late. And so I knew I had to get it done Sunday, Monday. I had to be done. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading everybody's cards. And I looked at your card and I thought, oh, dear God. I he see. has really missed it. <laughs> God, he's lost a marble. He was not even anywhere close to the card. What was he thinking? And uh, it was very short and very concise, but uh, you, in that little paragraph, identify the spiritual atmosphere, and then you gave the solution of the remedy. And so I recognized that God had really, you know, been honing you in that area. So my point to all of this she is... She didn't understand why you had to sharpen the blade in the paragraph. <laughs> is you know he he knows you Scott and he knows your heart and uh, there's been growth in that area even though you might feel like you're you're stepping forward and stepping back and stepping forward you know you, you don't feel like maybe you're moving forward you are and I guess to boil this all down and close it up um, I think Scott that you do have a lot of responsibility and and uh, you want to help us here at church and you always want to be available and you don't ever tell us no. I can tell in your mind you're thinking, where do I squeeze this in? But I think what you need to do is you need to say to God, uh, and, I th and I think your whole approach is this, uh, I'm not going to bother God with this. This is too small. This is my problem. I'm not going to even talk to anybody. You need to talk to him about it. And you need to say, I need help. I need you to help me with this because I'm getting stressed out. And show me how to lay these things down and, and just pick them up when it's time, the appropriate time, in your time in God, and just, just let it go. Because you know what, Scott, you have to think back now. You did all that. You prayed with us on that Sunday. You wrote out that card. It was very powerful. Okay, what were you doing in all those steps? That's what you need to do now with all these other issues related to your job or, 
you know, maybe something you need to do here at church for us. Because you know what? He is working very deeply in you, and I see it. I see it, Scott. I see it. And it's mighty. So don't let the enemy press your buttons. Immediately look to God and say, Lord, I need help with this. you got to help me. And you know what? I do that a lot. I don't. I didn't in the early days. I was trying to take care of it myself. I wasn't going to bother God. It was too small. I've learned not to do that now because he cares about every part of your life. If he knows how many hairs you have on your head, I think he cares about those. Which is easier, easier it's a lot easier to count, to count now. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I think it was uh, further on in Mark's verse there. You know, it talks about how the birds... Don't worry about food God provides and the flowers, how they're mm -hmm. dressed. So just get naked and go out and chew some grass. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry, this, I, I didn't. Uh, I think all my teachings I always turn into it's a Scott uh, counseling <laughs> session. <laughs> so. Uh, Wait till you get our bill. Yeah. Well, uh, and. You know, honestly, Tammy. I mean, there's, I thank you for that. But I, I, you know, I've been doing that. I, I I do that a lot every morning before I start my day because otherwise I was not going to get through my day. I mean, last time I taught, I was in total stress because of a project I was in the middle of, and every day was just. Stacy, I I dreaded going in there to sit down. And of course, you know what I think, and I was going to mention this earlier. The COVID, the COVID. You know, our the COVID thing. I mean, our world has been flipped upside down for the last year, year and a half. And I think that contributes to some of this, too, because I used to go to the office every day. And I think to sometimes I think that interaction could have changed some of this. But being at home, being alone, on the phone with people all day long, uh, you know, I sometimes don't get out of my, you know, Stacy, I'll go in there at 8 o'clock, and sometimes I, I come back out around 10. And I've been sitting the whole time, and I've been on the phone almost the whole time, and it's, I, I, I hate it, because I, if I was at work, I would have probably gotten up, moved around, I would have done this, done that. I mean, I wouldn't just be sitting there, and uh, I think it's a little more stressful, but uh, yeah, the COVID thing, <laughs> I think is really just, our world is in a mess anyway, I mean, there's so much going on, and there's so many things that are not right. Um, we, you know, of course, we, we, again, that's, I know, you know, Pastor, you know, this, this last Wednesday night, and he was talking about praying for the country, and, and how the difficulty that when the people running it right now are not the people we particularly supported or wanted in place, but you still got to pray for them, you still got to pray that the right things happen, and our country keeps going in the right direction. I mean, that's one thing I've not letting my mind get too occupied with because as much as I don't like the guys that are up there right now, uh, well, that's just one less thing I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't overload my head with it. It's gonna, things are going to happen, and I believe God is, is in control of what's happening regardless of the fact that I don't like the crazy things. You know, we're, we're headed down to the, to the pit uh, and to the belly of the beast. Um, I mean, it's, it's just the, the things that are they're trying to pull off. But, um, but yeah, I mean, but you're right. And, and putting everything before God every, that's, again, that's kind of a, a ritual that I try to go through every day is 
putting it all because I, I let things build up. I get really, really stressed because I just don't know what's going to happen. And then I, uh, if I get it all settled and put it before him before the day starts, the day seems to go a whole lot better. It goes a whole lot better and a whole lot of things don't happen that I was in fear were going to happen. And, um, and, it, and it's, it's also beneficial when you work with people who are Christians as well who feel the same way and start their day with devotionals and, and they pray before they start because they, you know, it's, I just got to do the best I can today. That's all I can do. Um, but I, I tend to let that, I forget, I forget that some days. Hey, Scott. Also, yeah. Said something that kind of that I took note of, and you said, you know, you get all stressed because you don't know what's going to happen, and so you've got it all, you know. And you know, the one of the scriptures that I'm off, that I often remind myself of is, "I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is fixed on me." It says, "Whose mind is stayed on me," right? Um, you know, we're not, we don't know the future, we don't know what's going to. And that's part of our walk of faith. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, maybe ask the Lord this, this week or in the days ahead to just, you know, help you be at peace uh, with not knowing, you know, uh, to, fi- to help keep your mind centered on him and his will and his ways. Because, I mean, I, you know, I mean, in my business, <laughs> you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Scott is and talking about you and saying, I could never do what Les does. He would be an absolute basket case oh with God. all the uncertainty <laughs> that had to do with money. If he was responsible for people's money, yeah. he'd just I mean, like, just, ah. You know, it's, 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 I mean, I operate in, in um, mass uncertainty. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But, but, but then again, you know, it, you have to, I mean, I, I, I just have to go to him and say, you know, I don't know. Help me do the best I can today to glorify you, and you know. To, but um, so separately from that, though, I'm also reminded of um, you know Paul, and it's a little late for you and me, and for most of us in this room. But in First uh, Corinthians chapter seven, you know, he's talking to the people about the cares of the world, about how you know he would much rather that you guys stay like myself, and that is unmarried, because once you get married. Then you're figuring out how to please your wife and to take care of this and take care of the family. Yeah. yeah. And so the only reason I bring that <laughs> Amen, up. Amen, Dennis said. Amen. The only reason I bring that up is that. The reason I bring that up is this has been a topic for a long time. People struggled with. Yeah, since, yeah. Since Paul's day. Right? Oh, right, right. It's, it's yeah. yeah, but if, if, if we followed that, then it wouldn't, the, the, our, our world would have ended many, many years ago. <laughs> well, I'll take it back. That would have only been the people who were followers who would have stayed, who would have had no Christian children being born. They would have just been <laughs> the heathens. <laughs> Yeah, sure. What? I get a comment from Make Trisha. Y'all want that TV? Okay, so this, this topic has been on, this has been on my heart all week because Wednesday night I'm listening.
Yeah, yeah, it's, and it really, it's, yeah, it's, it's so funny that it's happened during all this COVID. It seems like it's, the agenda has gone into Escalated. overdrive. Oh, yeah. It's just moved so much faster. Uh, yeah, I mean. You well, think about it. Take everybody and put them at home, and then all they had to do was sit around and think about it. Right. And stew, right. and stay on social media, media, and watch, and then it just becomes, the agenda was really. 
empowered through that, through the, through the COVID. Take your eyes off of the prize. You're, you're distracted, you're distracted. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the only way. Cast all your care upon him for he careth for you. Yeah. I mean, that's for me, it, it, it had to become a daily. A daily reminder to do that. Um, and I'm starting up another project, which is I'm, it's going to go right back into the. The, the thick of it, but. Um, hey, Scott. But yeah. Um, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, when COVID hit. It, it brought another level of stress to everybody's lives. But um, I think the Lord also used this past year as a time of reflection because I know for me um, in, in my work, it seemed like cases were out of control and it was, you know, it, secretaries were taking on more, more attorneys and more cases and it was just, it was like a madhouse. And when COVID hit, it was like the world just came to a halt. And all of a sudden, people's lawsuits didn't matter. I mean, they mattered, but people stepped back. And um, I think the Lord has given us a time of reflection to see what is important and what's not. And, um, you know, so for this past year, things kind of calmed down at work. And um, which has been nice. <laughs> um, and then, you know, being work, able to work from home, we're starting to go back more and more. But um, having worked from home, you know, there was, oh, since I wasn't commuting, that was nice. And, and my life kind of got easier as far as being able to get things done at home um, because I was trying to juggle so many things. And so that's been good. Um, but the Lord has just really had me reflecting over the past year about, you know, the world came to a halt pretty much. And it gave me time to think of, about what is important and, you know, all these things that we create, uh, as especially as in our American culture. Um, that's just how our culture is, unfortunately. And maybe we need to take a lesson from Africa and 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 do things a little bit differently but um, I you know yes the COVID is bad and and it, it did bring another level of stress but you know I think and I don't I, I know God didn't cause it but I think during the time he's given us that time to reflect and see that okay our focus is all it's been increasing on these things and you know more and more things and um as things came to a halt it was like well you know we don't have to do this we don't have to do that and that thing's not so important and um i don't know it's just, it just you know brought a, a time of reflection on what is important and what's not and um 
kind of, you know, realigned my focus a little bit. Um, yeah, the cases are picking back up at work and it's starting to get stressful again, but it's like, you know what? <laughs> you do what you gotta do, you do what you do and you know more and, and you know, Right. Just kind of re. I can only do what I can do. Yeah. Do your best and let the rest, let the, uh, things fall as they may, but mm -hmm. you do the best you can. I know, it's a th that's what I have to remind myself every day. I'm just going to do the best I can, get through this day. <laughs> um, can't be perfect, even though I always think I can be. Um, yeah, g going back to that verse you mentioned. Uh, Trish, Trisha, um, Luke 21, 34, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. Surfeiting? I think I said that right. And I looked and I was checking, what did that word, of course I read that word, and I'm like, what does this word even mean? And it's, it's to, be, to be hung over or, you know, from de or debauchery, you know, hung over from like drunkenness or just, you know, too many things. Um, and drunkenness, here's this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. So, you know, again, we're, we've already talked about this, but just as crazy as everything has gotten lately, and, you know, the, the enemy's agenda is just continually getting pushed. And, I, you know, again, I think COVID gave him a great opportunity to, to do that, but it gave us the time, like I say, working from home and being more to yourself. I think, I, you know, I was... During prophetic presbytery, you know, it was someone who had a word, and, and what it guy, what it came to me was, you know, this was a time to actually be, to some degree, isolated, so you're not, you're there's less effect of the people you typically would work with, where the, a lot of this, you're kind of shielded a little bit from some of the all this influence and words that are coming from society right now, so. You, uh, can kind of in some way you know give you a little isolation and away from that um, because you know I, I you know I've, I've, I've read stories and heard lots of commentation about you know like the the com communists and how the Islamic and some of the different ways those guys have the way they approach their influence and in trying to come in and uh, really take over especially our country was it takes like 20 or 30 years there's no rush it's a slow, continue to just to kind of get in here, get in there, and kind of slowly manipulate and move things, which we're seeing it happen. Because it's kind of like the frog in water. You stick him in there, and it, he doesn't think it's all fine. Is it slow? He doesn't realize it's too late until he's, he's already boiling. And I feel like that's, that's been happening in our country, I think, for a number of years. Because uh, we certainly see things are being changed that we never would have thought changed. But they, it's taken last 20 or 30 years, just slowly, a little bit here and a little bit there. Um, I mean, it reminds me of the, I always think of movies when I think of examples. Uh, Gladiator, when they talk about the, the putting the serpent in and it slowly nips and nips until it, then it finally gets you. Um, I, that's, I mean, that some of that's going on in this country and unfortunately people don't see it, but, um, there's there's a lot of influence in the government and our media and everything else that are they're all on board and continuing to promote that agenda. Um, well, looking at this verse, I think it's interesting that word "overcharged" actually means to be burdened, to have a weight. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and it so it's overcharged with surfeit, uh, surfeiting, it's overcharged with drunkenness, and overcharged with cares of this life. And so those are three categories where you can be burdened with those things. So you know, knowing that you're not really involved in surfeiting or drunkenness, uh, we're focusing on the cares of this life. You can be burdened with the cares of this life, and then what's God, what God is trying to do, you're completely unaware of it. Right. Because right. your focus is just taking care of tasks and taking care of things and, and allowing those things to become um, really what rules your day. So if you're worried about all the things that you've, you've got responsibility for, then what God is doing is just, you're lo- it's, it's lost on you. You're not really participating in his daily agenda. You're only participating in the things that you've got to get done. And so to me, it's, we have things we have to get done. I mean, he's a pastor. I'm sure his, the cares of his life had to do with all, I mean, this next verse it says all the things that, that Paul has to take care of. And he says at the end, what? And I have the care of all the churches. Be, besides the perils here and the perils there and the perils everywhere, right. Paul says, <laughs> I have to care for all the churches. So that's, that's a burden for someone like Pastor as the apostle over um, of um, other people where he has, he had, that's the thing he has to submit and not let that become his focus. It still has to be the father that's the focus because God's going to take care of the churches. Yes, through actions that Pastor right. takes. But so the cares of this world doesn't matter what your what responsibilities you have. The things that you're that you physically have to take care of are they running your day, or is how you are approaching the Father ruling your day? And I and I know that you say that you're praying in the morning and you're doing devotions to help you through the day, but maybe you really need to do more than that. So that it's not just so you can help you do the things you need to do, but so that your relationship is actually developing in a in a way that's more personal. So that actually the things you're doing during the day are just things you're doing, and they're not your focus. That may be. I'm not yeah. just saying no. it. <clears throat> no, I, I I know what you're saying, I, and I completely agree. But uh, but again, you know, not to point the finger. <clears throat> my life is completely different than yours. You're the one taking care of me. So yeah, all the things I do. Or quite easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I recognize that. I'm not. So I'm not condemning you in any way because God created you and you are on the path that He created for you. But trying to bring you to a place of truly overcoming in this area because you have discussed it, you know, many times, saying it is. It's what you struggle with the most. And so. Um, trying to find a, um, a solution for you, a remedy that helps you to overcome in this area. Um, anyway, that's all. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And, and uh, you know, back to the, the parable about the sower, you know, the, the last part of that is becoming unfruitful. And, and that's, you know, I, I thought about this and contemplated it a lot because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be unfruitful. <clears throat> and I, I don't want my crops decreasing. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I question myself about that. Am I becoming, am I still a, a source here? Am I still able to be fruitful, and, and, you know, and, and, and 
grow and be be useful to the Lord. Um, I mean, I know I do in a lot of different things, but it's you know it's the spiritual things that really matter, not whether I can make sure something gets built or something around here. So. The what? Uh, don't worry about the truck. <laughs> right, you're right. Exactly. Well, again, and too, I, I just, I think about, you know, each one of our journeys. And sometimes, we've, and we've said this before, sometimes what you were able to do in a previous season is really not the same thing he's asking for you in a new season. And maybe that's what I'm kind of getting to, that, you know, what he's allowed you to do and, and provide for you in, in the ways that you walk with him. Um, you know, maybe you really have to up your game just because of where we're going. Not so much that you were doing it wrong before, because I think he was leading you in that path of growth. But sometimes, you know, he, he just begins to change what is required because of what we're walking into. I mean, what's, what are we going to be doing in the coming days? Do you really think you're going to be doing IT work all the time? No. It's something you have to do to, to earn your paycheck. But what you're really working towards is how you're going to serve him in the coming days. And so um, tithing into that, investing into that, and making that, you know, that's the thing I'm after, really. So I need to begin to put my efforts towards that. I'm looking ahead to the I was future. Just, I was just Don't be a turkey. Just being silly. Thought <laughs> <laughs> you are pointing at something over there. I'm just saying, so maybe there is just something different the Lord wants to do in the season with you. I think he wants me to become an expert on the new TriCaster. <laughs> That's what I think. I, I'm sure he will be. <laughs> That's what I want to do. But it's not what I want to do that matters. Um, but, well, I, I think, think I've said all I have to say. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm glad, Trish, that you that, that this was meaningful to you. And yeah, I helped out with some comments. Hey, <laughs> but, uh, well, this speaks to every one of us. I mean, there's, and it certainly speaks to what's going on in the world. I say we all go to the ocean and just take a month off. I'm with you there. I'm in for that. Well, look how much discussion this, I mean, so you can definitely say that we all are challenged with this. See, I want to make, you know, as Les was mentioning his work, I want to make sure his, there's no uncertainty about how my mutual fund is doing. I want to retire soon. <laughs> I, I think about I, was, I, I made some comments here. I, you know, I, I probably I've said this every time I get up here, but I'm on it daily, if, if not weekly, but sometimes daily. I'm thinking, how soon can I retire? How quickly can I get out of this? Not retire from doing stuff, but retire from this profession I'm in to a degree, and I can rest my mind a little bit like when the you know I, I used to and I think about when I was in college and or high school and college and I had jobs and you know they were all physical usually physical labor related working on the shipping docks or 
uh, working in a tire shop, you know, different things. But you know what? At 5 o'clock when I quit and I went home, I didn't think about it. I just was tired. But I didn't think about it. I wasn't worried about the next day when I showed up. Oh, what, what kind of tires am I going to have to do today? Or, you know, how much freight am I going to have to move from one truck to another? I didn't, I didn't worry about that. I just knew I had a six or eight hour day ahead of me and uh, kind of missed that. But um, I'm trying to put even the job I have now, I can still, to some degree, if I'll just let the Lord take care of the rest, I can still do that. Where when the day's over with, I, I did the best I could today. I worked really hard, and I'm done. And uh, go to bed and sleep and not wake up the next morning completely freaked out because I know the day ahead of me is could be a mess. But anyway, but thanks, everyone, for your input and conversation. And uh counseling <laughs> and uh, I'll see you in a few months <laughs>